The reviews are in and Secrets is a hit. Listeners have described Secrets as priceless information, a personal cheat sheet, and binge-worthy career advice. And season three promises to bring you even more secrets on how to advocate for yourself, how to become a better ally, and how to get that coin. Your hosts, Keith Powell and Ricky Robinson, put in that work to reach the top of corporate America. And this groundbreaking podcast challenges you, as well as corporate America, to be better and do better. KP and PR will bring you more tips and tricks on how to advance in your career. So fill up those cups and welcome to season three. Hey, everybody. Welcome to season three of Secrets. Ricky, here we go again, my brother. We doing it. We doing it. And shout out to Trey Houston and Tori Mass for putting together another hot track and intro for us. Yeah, little Trey Houston, little Kanye. They got it. They got yeah, it. And Tori, man. She be making us sound good. She does. She? she does. I love that voice. <laughs> so I'm just pumped to be back for season three. And look, man, I am so excited to be behind the mic and so excited for this season, man. We got so much going on, right? And we were busy doing the break. We were. We it was were. a hiatus from us posting. I tried to give y'all a break. You know, I tried to, the revolution, I was trying not to televise That's it. That's right. <laughs> but know? we were busting our hump. <laughs> right. We did a lot of coaching and behind the scenes work so that we could bring you more hot fire. Yes, right. Like, yes. I mean, this. I get excited about this because it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> you know We're having a good saying? time. And it's having liberating. It's liberating, yes, right? No doubt. And so many opportunities just started coming our way, right? We've been putting in that work and those opportunities been, have been just availing themselves. Check this out. We ink the deal with Nelson Staffing to design some diversity and inclusion workshops. Mm-hmm. Now, you know... When you ask me and Keith to do something. That's right. We breaking the heat. <laughs> you about to get it, you know. We also started a partnership with Dr. Eric Walton, A5, right, and Lead360, which helps black middle managers and executives navigate corporate America. Mm-hmm. And check this out. We also just did an interview on NPR with our friend and podcast host, Maureen Metcalf. Yes. And Keith, you know we have a couple of more really big deals that we're working on right now as well. We ain't going to speak on those. We ain't going to talk okay? about them, but, but they you know, But like Ray Charles used to say, we're trying to make it do what it do, baby. Yes, we are. <laughs> yes, we are. And you're right. It has been busy. And I remember that 26-hour trip to Cincinnati. <laughs> I was so mad with that mascot, I didn't know what to do. But we had a good time with the Lead360 team. And then that interview with Maureen was really amazing. And speaking of that NPR podcast, you can go to NPR and download the episode. And we'll also have a link on our website as well. But during that podcast and our interview with Lead360, we talked a lot about sponsorship. And we thought that would be a great way to kick off season three. You know, I mean, absolutely. I mean, we've also uh, talked quite a bit in various episodes about the value of sponsorship. Mm-hmm. And it's still one of the top questions we get asked about, like, all of the time. All the time. People ask us, hey, uh, can you talk about sponsorship? Yes, can right. you talk about? Constantly. And, you know, a lot of times they interchange the two. But, again, we are really big on the uh, sponsorship and how to get sponsored, mm-hmm. right? We have an all-star guest list for this season. I mean, we got some folks getting ready to come through. And one of the questions we will ask each one of them is how and when did they get sponsored? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think mm-hmm. that's like so important. Yeah. But before we speak about their experiences, 
We wanted to do a bit of self-reflection today while we explore the question, are you sponsor ready? Are you sponsor ready? And again, we all think we're ready. We think we're ready. You'd be like, coach, put me in the game, put me in the game. You put you in there. You'd be like, now what play we supposed to run? Exactly. So (laughs) we're going to tell you how to to read the playbook today. Exactly. And so in this episode, we will quickly recap for everybody the difference between mentorship and sponsorship. We will share some examples of sponsorship, the impact it had, and what Sponsor Ready really looks and feels like. We will also provide some receipts on why sponsorship is so critical to reaching the top. And we'll close out with five secrets today on how to get Sponsor Ready. Woo! Okay, so check this out, Keith. In episode six of season one, we introduced the concept of mentorship versus sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Okay? And the difference between the two here is mentorship is a mentor provides advice on how to navigate various situations in your life and career. Yeah, just an advisor. That's exactly what it is, Mm -hmm. right? So you can have like a personal mentor, you can have a professional mentor, okay? Sponsorship is different, okay? Sponsorship is much different in the sense that a sponsor is a senior level executive with the power to move your career, speak and advocate on your behalf when you're not in the room, And someone who's willing to use their political or professional capital or power and put their reputation at risk or on the line for you. Yeah. Yeah. So they in the game. Some skin in the game. They committed. Like the pig at breakfast. Yeah. The pig is committed. And think about it. If someone's a mentor, you might not necessarily know who the mentor is because you can play the background. Right. The sponsor, they out front. That's right. That's <laughs> the right. sponsor's out front. They showing up. They know. And as we pointed out, Ricky, before, mentors can kind of help you navigate through the fog to help you see your destination. But sponsors are going to put you in their boat and take you there. Yeah, absolutely. They're going to drop you off right Absol- at the dock. Yeah, absolutely. They come with me. That's right. Come <laughs> you know, on. come with me. Come on. So, KP, this is a great point because it seems like people use these terms mentor and sponsor, as I said earlier, interchangeably, when in fact they both have very different meanings and come with a different set of responsibilities. If you call yourself one or the other. Yeah, but they different. (laughs) Exactly. And I think a lot of people do get that confused because people think, hey, if you get feedback or somebody's giving you some advice, then they're sponsoring you. No, that's a mentor. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what happens with a lot of people think they boss is their mentor, but... Mm, they just giving you feedback and advice. Right, right. They're not really a sponsor. <laughs> right? And so, Ricky, as I was preparing for this episode, I started to really reflect back on my corporate career and realize that I was actually sponsored from day one of my working career, which is very abnormal. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was hired out of B-School in a role that was normally reserved for high potential managers with five to seven years of experience at the company. But my boss kind of wanted to shake it up a little bit, shake things up a little bit. And he really put his reputation on the line and decided to hire me and put me into one of these slots. And I came out of B-School with no work experience because I went straight through. So I ain't <laughs> had nothing. Right? With a bunch of bullshit on my yeah, resume. No right? time off. No, no time, time off. A bunch of leadership stuff. At the end of the day, he knew me for Adam, but his intuition told him that... I'd be able to hang with the rest of the team. (laughs) And he he felt that. And so from the very beginning, he kind of threw me into the deep end of the pool and supported my progress and put me in front of the right people and just really trusted me to get the job done. That's what sponsors do. Yep. They kind of put their skin in the game. And most importantly, he kind of built a 10-year vision for me, which was super, super important. 
And that 10 year vision was like, if you wanted to get to my level and take my job, it's probably going to be like a seven to 10 year journey. He mm-hmm. kind of built that roadmap for me, pointing out what experiences I would need, why each of those experiences would be important, how he's going to help me get there. And I didn't realize the impact at the time because I just assumed everyone, everybody got this level of support, <laughs> right? <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay. He's he planning this out for everybody. He's he just doing this for such everybody. A great this is leader. it's supposed to be, right? Such a great leader. Such a great leader. <laughs> and I just said, okay, everybody gets this opportunity. So I bought into that meritocracy myth, Yep. right? Yep. That mm-hmm. individuals, if I pull my bootstraps up and yep. keep moving and then it's just going to happen for everybody. But I was really naive about all of that at the end of the day. But at the end of the day, I mean, could you imagine if every boss actually did that for you, like right out of the gates? Because for me, it was game changing. Yeah, yeah. I imagine. I mean, and it's like once they unveil that opportunity for you, once they put you in that environment, it's kind of like sink or swim. Yes. Right? Like you want to play. This is what it takes. This is what it takes. But there was still that life jacket there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's a great point, KP, about having that vision for what you aspire to become while also having a leader in your corner, Mm -hmm. in your corner to advocate on your behalf to achieve some of those aspirations, right? I mean, I think that was just extremely important. It was. But I got to tell you, man, my situation probably wasn't really like that. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Actually, as I'm thinking about it, I don't really think that I had sponsorship early in my career because I definitely don't think I was sponsor ready. Mm, okay? okay. So I couldn't really okay. blame it on the man per se. Sure. But I don't think you didn't that I was game. ready. It's like getting advice from your friends, right? right. You know, they, they trying to tell you about what it's like to be mad, but they all single. Yes. <laughs> you know? <laughs> or they trying to tell you about what it takes to, to, to stay mad, but they all divorced. All Just divorced. like, come That's on, right. man. Yeah, you can't you, tell me nothing. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean... I just don't know if I was actually sponsored ready. In fact, although I was getting my job done and performing in my roles, I mean, I think we're all perfectionists at heart. I was performing those roles, getting my uh, my job done. I would probably go as far as saying that the first 10 years of my career, I was relying on things that were not going to transition some of my mentors or my mentor relationships into sponsorship relationships. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we was hanging out and we was talking. Yeah, you were having a good time. (laughs) We was talking. We were meeting on a regular basis. We had a cadence. But I never really focused on intentional connections with setting up my personal board of directors, Mm -hmm. developing my own value proposition, or providing a sponsor with the right talk track about me so that they could advocate for me mm-hmm. when I wasn't in the room. Yeah. Like yep, I wasn't yep. specific, That's you know, right. like that. That's right. And all of that said, KP, again, I think it just amounts to I just don't really think I was sponsor ready. You weren't ready. You weren't ready to be in the game yet. You either and raise again, your hand. Coach let me in. Well, but but was like, I really? Because my really? hand kind of like, yeah, nah, was it up like, or was it kind of halfway exactly. up? You know so what the mean? coach looking at you with a side eye like, mm, he, oh. yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I don't, I don't know. And another part of my reflection is that all of my sponsors, almost all of my sponsors were white men. Mm. And this gets into... It's one of those things that's very interesting. They opened doors and provided opportunities that I didn't even know existed. And I think we've all witnessed this. As we climbed up the career, you get behind that veil and just like a whole nother world just kind of opens up every level you go up, right? Yeah, that you didn't yeah. even know that was out there. And in hindsight, I wonder what it was about me that made me safe mm-hmm. versus other 
black indigenous people of color colleagues who were just as or even more talented than me. Right. So why did the man feel safe and comfort with me that want to sponsor me? And, you know, and I had a lot of mentors who looked like me and had interests and life experiences more like mine. But when it came to moving the needle on my career, it was white men. With a couple big exceptions. Right. <laughs> right. I had a couple big exceptions there. Now, I call them my A-team and uh-huh. Antonio. So they hooked a the brother up <laughs> along the way. Mm-hmm. But when you step back and just think about that, you know, this is one of the conundrums that BIPOC and LGBTQ plus people in particular face is how do you connect with and get sponsored with straight white men? Because, you know, regardless of what you think about it, that's still the system that we live in right now. And they are the ones who have the power and have all of the control yeah. in terms of your career and how it's going to progress at the end of the day. Hey, you might not agree with what's happening. Right. But it is what's but happening. But it is. It is what it is. <laughs> you and know? you really got to get in touch with that. Yeah, you got to figure it out. You got to figure it out. And look, and I think that's just a huge feather in those individuals' caps that they were allies at that point in time. Mm-hmm. And they didn't really feel like they were taking a chance on talent and yes. giving someone an opportunity who really wasn't prepared or didn't have the pedigree. I mean, man, you were overqualified. <laughs> they knew it. And they gave you an opportunity, yeah. right? And you just have to go in there and show up. Just go show and up. Show and out. show out. There you go. <laughs> but in my case, I had a couple of key black leaders in my circle or village. Lisa Tomlinson, LT, what's going on, girl? And uh, Vince Woodard, Mr. V-Dub, right? V-Dub, all right. They took our relationship from a boss and or a mentor relationship and became sponsors for me, Mm -hmm. okay? I mean, like, I didn't really realize it at the time. I was like, oh, these are some cool folks. Yeah, they're cool. You know, but when I really zoomed out and took a look at what they really did for me, Because it wasn't like I wasn't prepared. I just wasn't talking about this stuff. It wasn't really in my DNA to like really be intentional this way. They invited me to meetings that they led so I could see them lead. And I could begin trying to model my behaviors accordingly. Mm -hmm. If I wanted to be a leader. Yeah. If I wanted to be a leader like they were in that environment, they showed me. Mm -hmm. They invited me to outings where most times. I was the least tenured individual in the room. Yeah. The yeah. least tenured the least person That's right. trying to figure it out. By then, I wasn't rocking that oak tree suit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you grown out of the oak yeah, tree. Yeah, and man, I had on probably some Dockers <laughs> at that point, right? I put on some Dockers in a, in a nice shirt or a cardigan, right? But they took me kind of out of my oh, element. Man. Most times, you know, being the least tenured person in the room, I had to kind of figure it out. They also shared valuable resources with me that they used for themselves, like their own personal marketing collateral, Mm -hmm. their resumes and executive coaches. Like to see like someone that you look up to when they share their resume with you. Yeah, when they start to share stuff with you. You're like, shit, this is what it's supposed to look like? Right. How much did this cost you? You know, like, so again. Your stuff looked broke after that. Oh, man. I'm telling you, when Lisa broke my face that one day and told me my stuff was whack. (laughs) That second part of that story is she actually shared shared with me what stuff should look like. Sure. And I said, like, wow, you did this yourself? Key. And she says, no, I, I paid no. somebody to do this. Mm-hmm. And you out there with these rims and this, that, and the other, you could have paid for this. That's you know, right. I'm like, she's got a point. She got a point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All of these activities took work on my part to get my shit right. Yep. Mm-hmm. But it also provided them as my sponsors with the confidence that what they told me to do, I was going to go out there and That's work right. on it. And you did it. Right. And then I would represent them well, if they spent their professional capital on me because they knew I was now sponsor ready. There you go. There you go. And, you know, you think about 
the impact of all of this. And as we've been illustrating, the impact of sponsorship can be huge. Yeah. So I know some of y'all watch Tyler Perry. Yeah, exactly. This is what separates the haves from the have-nots <laughs> at the end of the day, right? Because at the end of the day, I mean, there's no way I could have been a global finance director of a $2 billion entity at age 31 without some sponsorship along the way. It wouldn't have happened. And with all that melanin in your skin... They was going to no be way. like, man, this, this boy Ain't from North no Carolina way. That's right. couldn't that possibly, couldn't possibly have what it takes to get here. But you exactly. had an ally, a leader, a sponsor That's right. who did those mm-hmm. things for you. But Keith, the moral of the story for me, man, is we have to get ahead so we can stay ahead. Mm-hmm. Okay? Like, these are some things we have to do. And being sponsor ready is a necessity in claiming your place at the next level in your professional career. Yeah, if you want to get ahead. If that's what you want. If that's what you want. You got to do some things. You got to do some things. So, Ricky, we're going to play a little game today. Okay, okay. And we may do this a couple times during the season. We'll see how it goes. But we're going to call this one, You Know Your Sponsor Ready When. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. So, I'm going to start off by saying, Ricky, you know you sponsor ready when you get invited to meet with or sit in on meetings with senior executives. You were just talking about that a couple minutes ago. Yeah. You yeah. get invited to the table. You get invited into the game in the room where it happens. Right. And it's no stuttering. You can't be like, uh, well, I don't uh I don't do that. Right. <laughs> you know? Because you'll never get invited you'll again. You'll never get invited yeah, again. That's like, right. Mm, but mm. if you're not getting invited, you ain't sponsor ready. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So. so, you know, check this out, Keith. You know you're sponsor ready when. You get asked to be on a high visibility project. Yes. Like, uh, I yeah, mean, you this get tapped is, on the shoulder. This is the one. <laughs> this is the one. This is the one right here. That's right. There's some big acquisition coming or whatever the case may be. They tapping you on the shoulder and say, we want you to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, you probably sponsor ready. And it's, this is the test. Yeah. And the test is not for you to ask, why y'all choose me? Right. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't it. It's like, you better get in there and knock it out. You better get in there yeah, and knock it out. Yeah, pass me the ball. I'm about to shoot. That's right. <laughs> I'm about to shoot. About to shoot my shot. That's right. And building on that, it's not just a high visibility project, but you know your sponsor ready when you get tapped for them special projects or them stretch assignments. Oh, we yeah. talked about stretch assignments before, mm-hmm. but when you just get tapped on the shoulder like I did for Chief of Staff, it's like, you don't know what the hell. You you know, you start to like, why they tap me and what do they want? And this is your test. Yeah, you better figure it out. This is deep end. We talked about getting that board of directors right. and being able to tap into your village. Yes. Like, this is it. Figure this it out. This is it. Yes. When I start. Right. When's the first exactly. day? Like, when, right. when I need to do when this? When I need to do. Right. So, you also know you're sponsor ready when you have a multi-year trend of exceeding expectations mm-hmm. on your performance reviews and told you are on the high potential or the ready now list in talent and succession plans. Yes. And if you don't know, you should be asking, asking about, this. about this. That's right. And if nobody's telling you, uh, you may be well, no, if nobody is telling you, Keith, they telling you. They telling you. That's right. <laughs> exactly. That's right. But again, we're talking about that intentionality. That's so right. again, we're talking about you know your sponsor already if you know these things. That's right. If you don't know, maybe it's time to push the envelope a little push bit. Push it a little bit. But I've always found like if you're really, really sponsor ready, your boss is so excited to tell you, or mm-hmm. somebody's really excited to tell you that you're on the hypo list or something else, right? Yeah. At the end of the day. And let me say something provocative. Right. Okay. <laughs> we know what 
the years have been looking like. We know where we are. And there is not a boss out there that doesn't want to like be able to promote or lift up that BIPOC talent to mm-hmm. be able to say, this is coming from my this talent This is coming tree. from me. That's this right. is my, coming from That's my right. talent tree. This is tree. my branch. Yeah, ex- exactly. So again, you know you're sponsor ready when that stuff is when happening. When that starts to happen. Another one for you, you know, you're sponsor ready when you start to get invited by a senior executive to 10 social outings. You get invited to a dinner party or a golf outing or even a charitable event. Right. Where they are willing to spend some time with you or showcase you to other folks and introduce you to the networks, those types of things. I mean, it's simple stuff like, hey, do you want to go to the basketball game, to the hockey game? Like, I can't tell you how many hockey Hockey. matches I've been to. Like all of that type of stuff. But it's like, again, you got to tap into that probably uncomfortable spot or Mm -hmm. space. To play something different. That's right. You got to be, be like, gotta be I, can't, I can't be home tonight. I <laughs> have to go to the hockey game. Yeah, yeah. To, you hey, know. put my shit in the oven. That's right. That's <laughs> you know right. What I'm saying? That's be right back. Put some right aluminum back. foil on put that. I'm going to get that later, though. That's right. You know. So I think the last one that I'll say, and finally, you know you're sponsor ready when you get asked to represent the company on nonprofit boards interviews or other public platforms yeah yeah that's a lot of responsibility that's a lot of responsibility yeah. but you know they believe in they you. believe in you they believe they in brought you. in at that point in time so yeah. yeah so it's all good it's all good so but look keith i mean we're up here talking we having fun we over here kiki and stuff got the drink going you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but i think it might be about that time it's you know ain't, ain't time. nothing changed ain't nothing changed we're gonna yeah, hit them with these three. receipts we got it we're that's gonna hit them with these receipts over here because again i know people think sometimes we just be making stuff up. Yeah. But again, the gift of giving. That's right. Always happens. Always it's, happens. It's, it's some data. We always got some data back there. <laughs> always got some data. And we'll share some receipts today on why sponsorship matters. And particularly for black employees. Because we really wanted to spotlight that piece today mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. well. And Ricky, for receipt number one, before we jump in with some new receipts, I just wanted to go back to Old Faithful. Right, that we've been sharing with audiences every time we discuss sponsorship because until this dynamic changes at the end of the day, we're going to continue to see the same old results. Yep. Right. And so here it is Old Faithful. Per the Center of Talent Innovation, 71% of C suite executives have a protege. Mm. As we talk about, they have someone that they're sponsoring. 71% of their protégés have the same racist gender as they do. Interesting. And we already know that the C-suite is 80% white and 72% male. Making all the decisions. So who's getting sponsored? Who's Mm -hmm. showing up for the C-suite? Why do we keep getting the same results? And further, that CTI study also shows that only 5% of people of color have sponsors versus 21% of white professionals. Despite research showing that people of color are way more career ambitious than their white colleagues. So 5%. So 5%. We didn't just pull this out of a hat. No, not at all. There's a reason here. So if we can influence that 5% just by a little bit. By a little bit. (laughs) I'm saying we're doing something. And that's what we're trying to do. That's exactly what we're trying to do. So receipt number two. To further that point, KP, according to a study by McKinsey, Black employees are overrepresented in frontline and entry-level jobs. 
front line. Like, it, like yeah, right we're going to get, right get, we get you in the door. Shot. Yeah, we're going to get, get you in the shot. door. But there is a significant drop off in representation at management level positions. Black employees make up 14% of all employees. Mm hmm. Of all. All employees. Okay, yeah. 86% ain't black. Okay, so anyways, yet at the managerial level, the black share of workforce declines to 7%. Mm-hmm. Across the senior manager, VP, and SVP levels, black representation holds steady at 4 to 5%. There you go. So we're talking about... The reason that we come up with the podcast secrets, the reason that we go so hard in go the so paint, hard. that's right. Okay, is because we want to impact that. those numbers right there. Exactly. Because we know it's people out there who got the talent, yes, who got the, the drive, the, the, will, the ambition, all of that stuff. But sometimes you just don't know how. Exactly. And if you keep on making the same mistakes, you're just gonna keep getting what you're getting, getting what you get. And given that. 80% uh, white and 72% male excuses why they don't change the paradigm. Yes, that's right. Absolutely. There's no doubt. And receipt number three, at the end of the day, sponsorship impacts your wallet as well. I like to talk about these dollars every once in a while. And according to a study by Payscale, they found that there's actually a sponsorship premium. Hmm. However, the boost to your salary varies depending on who your sponsor is. And this gets back to my point that I was talking about earlier. Proteges who have a male white sponsor have larger sponsorship premiums. So I was talking earlier about how a lot of my sponsors have been white males. Mm -hmm. What do you think that did to my wallet at the end of the day? You know what I'm saying? And here, too, they find that women of color are at a disadvantage since they have higher rates of reporting that their sponsor is a woman or someone who is non-white. So, for example, Hispanic women with a sponsor earn 6.1% more than Hispanic women without one. And black women with a sponsor earn 5.1% more than black women without one with a white sponsor. So, you got to have this sponsorship for white men in order really to get that premium. And you got to have sponsorship just in general to get that increase in pay. So, again, I kind of keep going back to do you see why... Folks don't really want us talking about this, Keith. <laughs> I get it. I mean, it's like you don't want to like upset the apple cart and incite a riot. Exactly. But people need to know this. They this is why we've been going so hard. This is why so we talk hard. about it. Go hard. Yeah. This we like we... the new select committee. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Investigate. That yeah, exactly. Stuff, right? Exactly. So look, receipt number four. KP, the last receipt just kind of fucked with my mind, with my brain just a little bit, right? I got to be honest with you. Because McKenzie said on the, the current trajectory, it will take about 95 years for black employees to reach talent parity or 12% representation. Mm -hmm, which is equal to our population. Oh, my God. Across all levels in the private sector. Ooh, 95 years. years. So in our lifetime. This is two lifetimes. So what I'm saying, because we already know the life expectancy of black folks ain't even 95. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, but if secrets, mm -hmm. if us doing what we do, mm -hmm. if we can get that instead of, we'll take 95 years, if we can get that to 90. Right. You know what That's I'm saying? Right. Like, That's right. I mean, I hate yeah. for it to be that way, but, but these are... A huge change. But right. this is why we do what we do. Mm -hmm. And even addressing the major barriers that hold back the advancement of black employees would only cut that duration 
to about 25 years. Mm-hmm. Okay? So maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe, okay? <laughs> Babies born today will see a more level playing field by the time they retire. Not by the time they are born, man. That, that, by the that, time that, that they, they retire, retire, right? <laughs> this is kind of the same issue we're dealing with on climate change. Yep. It ain't a hoax. It ain't a hoax. <laughs> it ain't a hoax, <laughs> man. Stop the so you can see, I mean, I took some time on that one because I'm still over here a little like discombobulated in my mind, man, trying to figure it this is. out. So Keith, I'll look, I'll let you talk real quick while I take a sip of take this. Take a sip. This is D-R-A-N-K I got over you. here. Okay, Ray. <laughs> but we're going to have to shut this shit down because I'm about to tear this place up 95 <laughs> years, right? We're not trying to depress our brothers and sisters, but it's so important for us to illustrate to you that you're not imagining things at right. the end of the day, right? And secondly, we hope that our colleagues in these seats of power have a better appreciation for some of the challenges that are faced by BIPOC and other underrepresented employees. Mm-hmm. So look, Keith, I mean... I think it's time for us to hit them with these secrets, right? Yeah, so I'm going to let you calm down a little bit, and I'm going to start out with start these secrets, out. right? Secrets, right? Like, uh, we're going to hit you with five secrets to becoming sponsor ready, okay? Those five secrets are worry about your boss's boss, okay? Number one. Number two, perform, 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 and then you know what? Overperform, okay? Secret number three Show you are loyal and trustworthy, okay? And I know that's kind of difficult, but try to do that. Secret number four, become a thought leader. And secret number five, flexible, growth-oriented, and global mindset. Mm-hmm. Okay? Those are some good ones. So we're about to get into this, Keith. So why don't you go ahead and talk about secret number one? Yeah, secret number one, and worry about your boss's boss. And I cannot emphasize this enough because at the end of the day, your immediate boss, in most cases, is only going to advocate for you Mm -hmm. up to a point. Right. And you really need to have a connection with your boss's boss and be in tune with what their goals and motivations are. And if you start to put points on the board, start to hit those threes for your boss's boss, that will set you up for a faster rate of progress at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, there's some psychology around that. It is. It, 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 re- it really is. But again, worry about your boss's boss. That's right. Like, you know, you sometimes we just get, we worry about the things that, we, that are right in front of us and we see it. Mm-hmm. But that's checkers. That's checkers. <laughs> you Play know what I'm saying? Play right. chess. Play chess. Play chess over here. Secret number two, perform, 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 and then overperform. Mm-hmm. Now, look, you can just... Meet expectations and just coast. You can just get the little bit of twos and fews that they're giving you. Yep. Or take the little buttered biscuits and just call it a day. Yep. Okay. Or refer to the items in your job description if you want to get sponsored. You can't do that. Because some people get stuck. They start like, well, my job description says. Oh, uh, man. You be acting this, like, acting like I, you're a government employee. That's right. Like you don't care about that shit. Yeah, I totally get it. I totally get it. But again, we're talking about only 5%. You know, it's all of these numbers. So it's a whole bunch of people that ain't doing this. That's right. So if you do this, you're going to set yourself Up. Up. aside or apart from your peers. Mm-hmm. Okay? You're going to do this. Again, getting sponsor ready means... You have uh, shown that you're willing to do more than the average person. Yep. Okay. This takes us back to the old saying, you have to be overqualified 
to be qualified or have undeniable credentials yep. even, right? Mm-hmm. To just be qualified, just man. To be qualified. <laughs> you just know, to- and to be able to make the right impact. Yeah. You know, so I think ultimately perform, 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 and then over perform yeah, means that's right. you gotta do you got to do extra. You got to do have to do extra. I know it's going to piss you off and make you mad and all that stuff, but you have to do it. It's just the truth. Yep. Of the situation. Secret number three, you got to show that you're loyal and trustworthy at the end of the day. But as Ricky was just talking about, there is nothing that shows that you are loyal and trustworthy more than what Ricky just talked about, and that's your performance. That's going to be the number one gating factor and determining your loyalty and your trust. Because if you're putting points on the board and exceeding expectations, that shows that you're in the game. you in it to win it mm-hmm. at the end of the day. But on top of that, you also have to learn how to handle confidential information. You got to get out of that water cooler gossip <laughs> chain, right? You can't be sitting over there, you know, at the water cooler talking about everybody and calling everybody out their name at the end of the day. You're going to have to pull yourself out of that a little bit. Because that time you spending over there at the water cooler, you, that could have been 10, 15 that minutes. That could have been a valuable time that you've been doing something else, right? Yeah. And no. at the end of the day, you're going to have to show up in places and you're going to have to show up on issues that your company cares about. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, that's a great point. Look, secret number four, and to some of the individuals who've gone through our our executive coaching, you know we talk about this all the time in terms of becoming a thought leader, okay? And there's so many different avenues and aspects of this. But KP and I work on our coaching clients on this uh, point, like, all the time, Mm -hmm. okay? And your point of of view with issues within your function and or, like, relevant issues within corporate America as a whole can separate you from your peers. We're talking about... Having an opinion. That's right. That's what we're doing here at Secrets. Having an opinion. This is thought leadership in action. (laughs) Right. Right. It can also influence people to take action and or engage in ways that, you know, just working with your head down will not let you do. Mm -mm. Okay? Like, again, you may have an opinion, but like, "Mm, I ain't going to say nothing, though. I ain't going to say something. Say something. And sometimes I think the system is, is set up. To like tempt you. I yes. know you want to say something, but let me just see if you really gonna do it. If you're gonna do it, you don't stick your neck out, and take a little <laughs> yeah. risk. Yeah, exactly. So I think in terms of like becoming this thought leader and being able to separate yourself from your peers, I think this is a major component to you getting an opportunity to sit on boards, mm-hmm. have speaking engagements, and or other platforms that will require your thought leadership. Yes. So again, this is, it seems like, eh, I'll do that later. Uh, they don't really care. But when you become a thought leader, like you have a life outside of your job. Absolutely. And if people see you having an opinion that's not necessarily despairing against your job. Right. Okay. But if you're talking on what's going on, what's you're going talking on? about your function, you're talking about some of those plights. Things that are going on in the world. People want to hear that. People They're like, want to oh, hear who is this? That's right. You might end up having some followers. Mm-hmm. You might end up having people liking. You have people reaching out to you. But again, it all starts from being a thought partner. No, no doubt. That's another one. You know your sponsor ready when you get invited <laughs> to conferences and stuff like that. Absolutely. To be on panels, right? Our final secret, secret number five, you have to have a flexible, growth-oriented, and global mindset. And here's the T. If you want a sponsor, you are going to have to demonstrate these three qualities. Again, I've talked about this before. I move fast in my career because I stayed flexible. I moved six times in eight years. Mm. 
pursue bigger and better opportunities that were just put in front of me. I could have said no at some point along the way to one of those opportunities, but it would never have gotten me to where I got to at the rate that I got to. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that you have to relocate, but you at least have to be ready and open to opportunities when they come up. You're going to have to say yes to one or two of those, even maybe something that you're nervous about or don't want to do or scared about or whatever the case may be. You're going to have to say yes at some point in time. And you also have to constantly be looking for ways to expand the pie and create opportunities to grow. That's that growth mindset, right? And whether that's your people, whether that's the budget, whether Mm -hmm. that's the business, the marketplace, whatever it is, you got to look for those opportunities. And you have to understand the global environment in which you work. You got to understand your industry. You got to understand what's going on outside of your city, your state, your country, all of that stuff. Now, I mean, Keith, that's a great point, man. I mean, I think, look, all of these secrets right here, I know we didn't threw a lot at people today. Yeah. We, I know uh, we didn't threw a lot of people today, but we threw shit that they could catch. Yes, that's right. That's <laughs> you right. Know what Get saying? your big mitt. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we threw it that they could catch. And again, I think that in terms of being sponsor ready, like this really, really was a game changer for you. Yeah. And I think that once I finally got it, got it, was a game changer for me. Yeah. But think that, like, we always go through these times where we say, ooh, if I would have known the damn. then what I know now and whatnot, like, we're trying to give it to you. We're giving it to soak you. Soak it up. You know, soak it up. So, look, you can find more resources on these secrets that Keith and I, and, and the receipts, too, mm-hmm. that Keith and I shared today by going to our website, secrets.com. And looking in the show notes for this episode, look, our sister Janelle works hard on them show notes, man. And she, she puts stuff in there that we don't even think about sometimes, right? Also, in the next few weeks, we'll be launching an online course called Top 10 Secrets to Reaching the C-Suite. Okay? Get that. Get that. You're going <laughs> to want that saying. course. You're going to want that, that course. Which will go more in depth about some of the secrets we shared today. So go ahead and cop that, right? So, again, look, Keith, I think we've been doing a lot today. We have. We've been, we've been giving them a lot. And we I know this is the first one today. in season three, you yeah. know, right here. So I'm excited. Yeah, no doubt. And again, we want to give a shout out to all of our listeners and fans out there. You guys have made this possible. I mean, we've literally grown from zero to big numbers in terms of the listeners that we have. And I'm going to assure you, season three is not going to disappoint. We got it laid out already. And boy. And look, KP over here being modest, y'all. We went from having about 1,500 listeners in season one to we got almost 10,000, <laughs> you know, almost 10,000. You don't get no NPR for nothing. That's you right. know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so anyways, look, Keith, I agree. And in addition to those online courses that I mentioned, check out our coaching services and our merchandise. Mm-hmm. It's a whole bunch of people out there happy that's that right. they get their bread. They get you know? that's right. And again, it's one of those things that you know you kind of need it, and you say, ah, I'm going to do it mm-hmm. later. That's right. My whole thing is get paid now. Get paid now. Yeah, why that's wait right. till later? Get that's your right. money now. Invest in yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Invest in yourself. And look, while Rick and I over here working on getting our next vodka and cranberry ready, because you know, we, Mine always, is low. we always a little low, about 40 minutes <laughs> in, right? But we hope you weren't sipping too much and you learned how to be sponsor ready as you were going along in this ride for us today. And again, thank you for joining us on Secrets. Thanks for listening in. This means a ton to us to be on this journey with you. And remember, when we share, you transform. We out.
you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed yet another gem from KP and PR. In fact, one listener said that Secrets makes me smarter every time I listen, and we hope you agree. If you are motivated and excited after listening to Keith and Ricky, please subscribe to our podcast, share with friends, and donate via Patreon. Check us out on the web at www.secrets.com. That's www.c-cretes.com to get more information about our secret services. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.